TBB10. It doesn't work, does it? <laughs> hey guys, welcome to another episode of TBB10. Today, you'll be hearing me speak to the lovely, wonderful Miss Cherry V, a UK R&B soul singer. She's got a fantastic voice and she's got new music coming out. And we get down and dirty talking about the industry, how she's been able to survive in an industry that doesn't celebrate everybody that tries to get into this. The aesthetic, the sound has been challenged over the years, especially with the dominance of white artists in soul. And also we can't seem to get away from the fact that if you're not light skinned and look like Beyonce, then it's more difficult for you to um, get any attention from labels and fans alike. But Cherry's been a long-standing British stalwart, bringing us original, brilliant new music. Um, she's also one half of Dora Martin, an R&B group that she is in with Jermaine Riley. They're on a little bit of a hiatus, but they also keep it real when it comes to representing British soul, British R&B. Um, and another thing to note, just before you get to listening, um, this is the second conversation Cherry and I had because the first time we spoke, software destroyed itself, went nuts, and I lost the interview. So that's one of the most frustrating things that can happen when you have such a great conversation and you lose all the gems. Journalist nightmare. But we managed to pick it up. We had another conversation. And because she's such a good sport, we were able to keep it moving. And she's such a professional because she didn't even make me feel bad for wasting her time twice in a week, which is really nice of her. Thanks, Cherry. Take a listen. Recreate the conversation that we had because I thought we had such a great conversation. Uh, You're going to freestyle off the top. But um, so, yeah, we spoke and we were just talking about the fact that you've got new music out from the new, from the album Brown Eyed Soul. And we covered so uh-huh. much. I'm really upset to be doing this again and again and again. But yeah, so tell us about um, the new track, first of all. Um, Leave Me Be, my new single, came out on Friday. Okay. Um, it's just basically about being, dealing with perceptions and also explaining reasons for having certain characteristics, which is sometimes frowned upon um, in terms of like being a little bit introverted at times or not being the life and soul of the party. And it's just kind of explaining that, that you know, there's the reason why everybody has their characteristics. You have to kind of meet people where they are and kind of accept them for who they are. And the whole Leave Me Be is not really like 100% anti. It's just literally like, just allow me to be me yeah, and express the... myself how I respect myself, you know? Yeah, the, t- the title's like, Leave Me Be, man, leave me alone. So it sounds not... No, no. Yeah. <laughs> like, stop bothering me. But I get that because being in the public eye as well, there's an expectation. So how do you balance being... Giving that, giving people the, I suppose your fans, obviously they'll be like, oh, I want to see Cherry, want to see you, maybe want to meet you. But when you're dealing with a moment of stress or something like that, but you have to be at work and be on, how do you balance that? You know, there's always those kind of stories like, oh, I met this person, they were horrible. And I met that person, they were really grumpy or unapproachable. Mm. But I also say, I think we should allow celebrities their moment, unless it's a reputation mm. that follows them around. Sometimes you just don't know what's going on in their personal ones. You have to kind of give them the benefit of the doubt if they have an off day. So how do you balance that? I think for me, I'm always appreciative of somebody who supports me, you mm. know? I mean, it, always, it still blows my mind that some people could find out about my music just from the internet, you know, and not having a certain amount of coverage, whether it be TV or X amount of um, radio coverage for any given time. So that always still blows my mind. But even if I am having a bit of a day, that sometimes is a massive pick-me-up. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, you could be moaning about something or you could be dealing with something that's quite stressful and then somebody comes up to you and says, oh, this song really helped me through body yada yada. But I feel like sometimes in other settings, you know, it's, it's kind of difficult to be that person that people expect you to be all the time. Yeah, for sure. Um, especially, I, I, I touched on the fact of like being quite guarded and the reasons for being guarded and the fact of being guarded not being a bad thing. And sometimes it protects you from certain scenarios. So I, I just find the balance in, 
in every situation. I've tried to, you know, be be as polite or whatever as possible, but at the same time, I'm not a robot, in it. Basically. <laughs> and I'm that I don't have... I don't have like I can't fit. It's not like me sitting here saying I've got this massive fan base that's just like every time I go to the shops, buy milk. They're just on my case. But it's just like I'm you know, just literally just trying to decipher who you are. You know, not apologising for who you are. Not apologising for not being a socialite. Not apologising for being like everything and everywhere. Just kind of like just taking things at your own pace. And let you be you. And let us be us. And let me be me. Yeah. But um, I get so with, with being. This thing, this thing, because you're you're a singer songwriter. So going from leave, leave me be. This is something that you're speaking to people, kind of as a way to kind of let them understand who you are. So how much of your music in general is autobiographical in a sense, or speaking your truth through your words? Because if you are quite guarded, that means maybe in life you're not. It's not easy for you to be open about certain things. So it's obviously music is your conduit, your vessel, your confession box. So how often? Hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. So how? Yeah. So is your your music is mostly autobiographical? Yeah. Like, I, I think especially this project, mm. like everything comes from me. There might be like a one or two that might come from like surrounding friends or whatever, but there's a lot of like things I'm touching on in this project in particular that come straight from my heart, and I think that maybe I've been scared to say before. Mm-hmm. Um, issues with. Like friendships, um, obviously I'm married, so there's another whole other plethora there, and also like dealing with colorism in today's society and things like that. Because sometimes you just don't want to say certain things, you don't want to come across as like the angry black But um, something needs to be said, and some things are healing, and um, once you said them, and once somebody else has had to listen to them as well. So you've just said a bunch of things I'd like to pick up on. First of all, <laughs> as long as I've known you. I didn't get the invite to the wedding. I don't know who. The, I did not know you were married. So congratulations! Yay, black girl married. <laughs> black girl married. Well, you're not. Well, listen, people are out there saying that we're not marriable. So, you know. Wow, this is this is, this is what I'm saying. There's certain things like that that I'm talking about. Yeah, on, you know, on, on the album. Yeah, the Kodak Blacks like, of the world et, et al are saying that you know we're troublesome. So you're married. Yeah. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. How long have you been married? I've been married three years this year. This is stupid. I didn't, <laughs> did not know. I did <laughs> yeah, not know. Yeah, it wasn't something I've highly publicised or anything. I didn't want, like, the whole of my wedding album all over social media. For sure. Um, and I made it very clear, like, when people came from wedding, that like, please, I put a wedding on social media, because I don't want to share my wedding with everybody. Like, mm. it was very intimate and very sacred and whatever. And obviously, my, my husband is a musician as well. Okay. So people wanted to kind of, like, I guess our circles will kind of be a bit more intrigued to see what the day was like and what a frock and a dress and everything. But there was like one or two pictures that I probably posted, but that was it. I had no idea. But um, so who is your husband? Are you speaking about that or is that just personal? Oh, he's a, uh, my husband, his name's Junior. He's a drummer. Okay. Um, Curtis, so. And how does that work being... Working. Sorry, go huh? on. How does that work being a musical couple? Do you work with each other at all or do you keep that... Even though you're in the same industry, do you keep yourselves kind of separate in separate lanes? until it's really necessary. Uh, no, like, he, he kind of, like, music, musically directs all of my life stuff. Oh, wow, And okay. then sometimes when we get to work with each other, which is really nice. Mm. Um, on a rare occasion, sometimes we get to travel with each other as well and work. But, you know, he's definitely in, on his own path of being, like, a very respected, reputable drummer in the UK. And he's constantly busy as well. So, 
even sometimes when I do want to do publishing, like he's not available, mm. or, you know what I mean? But there is a, a, definitely a, a deep understanding of music and the industry and, like, you know, the twists and turns and, like, supporting each other and having somebody who gets it. And I don't think I can have it any other way. No, absolutely. Unfortunately, I couldn't have somebody who wasn't a creative. I don't think it would work for me. I was just about to ask that. It does make, I mean, I suppose some people say having a civilian that's not in the industry makes it easier because mm. I know you're not, you're not, you need someone at home, at home grounded, I guess, but you find it easy mm. to be someone that's in the same... Have, have other relationships that where person hasn't been in that in this industry been a problem, or is it just literally this guy was... It just matched because... It, for various reasons, you know, he ticked a lot of boxes that, sure. you know, and anybody I came across couldn't tick that amount of boxes. Mm. Um, but at the same time, I think it's easier for a woman to date somebody in the same field than it is for the man. I think it works more when a guy has, is a creative and he's got a woman who's not in the creative field and she's at home jamming it and holding it, holding down the support. Mm. But I feel like sometimes a woman is a creative and a husband is two or a partner is two. I think it works. But I think the dynamics of that do work there. But that's just my personal opinion. I would. I mean, I would assume. I can see that because I would assume that. For some reason, it might be a male woman thing, and it might be an ego thing, and an alpha male thing. That if the guy's not in the industry and your woman is, it might be difficult for him to understand the attention you're getting, and the long nights, the late nights, the travelling, and all that mm-hmm. stuff. If he's feeling mm-hmm. like he's and, at home, and the dinner that's not cooked at a certain time every day, this he's is not a thing. Same time every day himself. Exactly. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I hear. You. I hear you, sis. I hear you. You also spoke about about colorism basically in the industry, and as you're a dark, darker skinned sister who's singing and when the benchmark these days or has been for a long while the Beyonce's for example how have you managed to navigate that and protect yourself because I have a 17 year old daughter who I want to not feel insecure Mm. looking at and as much as people say don't let the celebrities raise your kids it's very impossible to protect your children from what's in the headlines and what's on their screens and in their social media on a daily Mm. basis we can raise them at home but there is stuff that you know, infiltrates through. So how did you, being in the hub of it all, how do you protect yourself? It's been a process for me. Wow. Because in the beginning of my journey, it was very hard. Mm. Um, and I could see a lot of injustice um, just because of the way that I looked. And we were told, even from a management perspective, like going into certain labels and companies, that the issue is the way I look. And obviously it was easy to hit hard for me because it was like, okay, you can tell me that I'm overweight, but you can tell me I'm underweight, but you can tell me that my styling's wrong. Or you can tell me that my hair's wrong. But if you're telling me that it's the colour of my skin or the shade of my skin, mm. then I can't do nothing about that. And mm. I refuse to do something about that. Some people would. But yeah. <laughs> I refuse to do something about that. So it was just like getting to a point of just fully, as cliche as it sounds, just loving myself mm. and thinking about the next girl that's coming behind me or coming beside me or whatever that is going through the same thing and just kind of fighting for us all, man. And, you know, I think... It has, has helped, like, being in a steady and loving marriage with a black man as well, because I find that a lot of the abuse does come from that source, which is really disappointing. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that's been a huge, um, a game changer for me as well. I'm glad you said so, it. I'm glad you said this, because it's not that not for nothing that people, that we don't hear this from... Yeah black women in general and dark skin women specifically in the industry but it seems I feel especially from the UK perspective because there are so few and far between even women in the music industry over here R&B and hip-hop we don't have many female rappers that get very far in any type of way unless anyway we can yeah you understand that so 
Yeah. I feel like the conversation—it's—it's it's a lot to unpack because sometimes then you feel you do feel guilty for feeling like this or speaking up because we are felt made to feel that we're moaning, we're whining, we're just playing the victim. But it's something, even from my side of things, being a journalist and having worked on set as a hairdresser, um, looking at the layout of the land and speaking to guys in the industry, they they say it themselves that oh well, it's just what's in front of our face and blah blah. There's no preference, but it's just what it is. Yeah. But I'm glad you're actually saying it because I feel like in the UK we don't talk about it. Do you feel like you've been able to talk about it fairly or is it just something you've had to deal with yourself? Are there guys in the industry that understand trying to make change or do you feel like if you raise it, you have to, you know, let me just shut up before I just label it as the angry black girl? Well, sometimes I do touch on it because sometimes certain things come on my and I'm like, you know, I'm having a laugh, mate. Man. Yeah. But then I guess for me, I do feel like sometimes, not in a selfish way, but it doesn't trouble me as much because of my situation. That's not selfish. Like I feel like, mm. yeah, yeah, but I feel like if I was if I was maybe single and I was still looking for to be, I don't know, validated by a black man or whatever, then I might feel a bit differently. Mm. But because I am validated by one, there's hope. I have some hope. And obviously not everybody's going to be, you know, on team dark-skinned girl or whatever. I'm not saying that it's bad for a guy to have a certain preference, but have your preference, but just don't diss where you come from, bro. Like, that's my issue. That's my only issue. That's, that's, that's my only issue. That's all our issue. It's just the stuff yeah. that comes with it. Like, you can... You yeah. don't, to be honest, you don't even have to talk about the preference. You just... Everyone can see what your preference is from however you showcase your social media or whatever you do. But there's no need for yeah. the dissing that comes along with it. I, I mean, I, I really think it's this conversation that, that gets overlooked in this country and underplayed. But... It is what it is. So you're, yeah, I get, and it's even a thing saying like, feeling like you have to be validated by the man. And it's, we all kind of, you know, strong feminists, but for those of us who are heterosexual and who do like black men, because obviously there's not, not every black woman wants a black man in herself. But for those that do want black men, it is about being validated and having, you know, that pro reversing the trophy thing where it's, I've got my trophy, I've got my black man, he likes me. So F all the rest of you are not. We And 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 the whole feminist thing, like, I don't. I, I really don't see myself as a feminist, if I'm honest. That's fair. Like I, I don't. I don't. But I just, for me, I just feel like to be on a level and to have a certain amount of banter, to relate on a certain level, and to like culturally, like that's my preference, isn't it? Mm. Thankfully, I was able to. I don't know, achieve that. I guess. Yeah, <laughs> that is true. I think yeah. looking at the um the Beyonce Jay Z model, <laughs> and mm-hmm. there was an article actually that's that went around some Facebook group saying that what Beyonce did sticking by a man that cheated on her, whether or not you believe the thing is true yeah. or what's business, mm-hmm. um, she wasn't being a feminist. And I thought, well, actually, you can't write off a relationship because a woman stays by a man and says she's not a feminist. Who knows what what rules Jay-Z's adhering to in order to keep yeah. his family together. So feminism is so interpretative, I think. But, yeah, it is. And you know what? To touch on that as well, you know what I find so funny about that whole thing? Mm. It's just the fact that People have this feminist thing and like they have this rule book that you need to stand by if you're something happens in your relationship. Mm. But people tend to forget that you see marriage, yeah? A lot of marriage is about professional forgiveness. You don't get married to say if you do one thing to me that that upsets me, That's the I'm truth. out. Mm. That you can't you, you kinda of got married to somebody because you feel like whatever whatever we're rocking with, to a certain extent, everyone has different tolerance levels and a dual different do, different dual breaker for everybody, but I'm rocking with you, innit? So nobody should ever be judged on their forgiveness. And I can't stand that about the society. Yeah. Like you, <clears throat> somebody makes a choice to forgive someone and they're wrong. Okay, so throwing something else in the mix, because just to throw something else that's in the headlines, there was a picture recently, 
yeah, just a challenge. There was a, an article that showed Mashonda, is it Mashonda, Swiss Beats and Alicia Keys and how, is, it, is her name Mashonda, isn't it, his ex-wife? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. she and Alicia Keys went somewhere together recently and there were photographs. Yeah. So the question was, I think I shared it even saying, would you, could you? So could you see yourself going raving with that? Raving, you mm-hmm. know, raving's a bit, Raving's a bit, bit intense, but I, I, <laughs> I, my husband does have a child yeah. um, before our relationship, and I was like, we don't have children yet. Mm. So I don't, see, all of that stuff, I celebrate that, mm. because I'm just like, if you guys can get to a, a, a point where you're mature enough to get on, because it's so important for the child to see that, it is so important for the child to not feel like they're in the middle of a situation mm. where two sides are just anti. Yeah. So I think it's positive. It's so positive. It is. I, I mean, for the sake of the kids, a lot of adults need to humble themselves and it's, mm. they make it very difficult and it's always about the kids. Mm. Mashonda deserves an award. Alicia deserves some yeah. sort of award. They all do. <laughs> they all do. So, yeah, so back to your album, getting off the, the social media topics, getting off into <laughs> gossip land. Conversation. <laughs> um, so, blue, blue, brown, brown-eyed souls. So then again, this is again speaking to a bit of the industry are challenging them on what they're doing because I you were saying before we spoke that brown eyed is taken from blue eyed soul as uh-huh. and do you want to explain like what what it was that made you say yeah I'm gonna name this brown eyed soul because you're definitely challenging something yeah I just feel like a lot of the time we kind of like to hear R and B and soul music music not we as in me but you know people have decided that they prefer to hear R and B and soul music in a different packaging so arguably you... different packaging to where it derives from yeah. So what are you going to say, do you think it's, who are they? Are they us, ourselves, as in black people, or are you talking about white I people? I think as... it's, but, yeah, everyone, you know. Mm. To a certain extent, it's everyone. I think, like, every culture, every race kind of, like, has been a little bit guilty of that. Mm. Because it, people see it as not the norm. So if something's not the norm, then they, they, I guess they want to gravitate to it a bit more, don't they? Yeah. And then there's, there's that factor, and there's also the, the whole thing about the alternative R&B thing, and having R&B with a twist, and blah, blah, blah. And for me, it was just about kind of going back to basics and just not being strategic and just being myself and just talking from the heart and talking like a brown girl that lived and raised and brought up on R&B music, R&B soul music. And that's, and that's fair dues. And you're an independent artist. So again, going back to this conversation about the industry not necessarily picking you up and blowing you up the way they would maybe another um, artist who looked maybe differently... You've mm. gone the independent route. Is that an independent route by force, or was it because actually you thought better of it? You know, rather than going with a label, you stick with the independent route. Well, I was fortunate to find um, a team, and initially uh, my manager Stephen Tosh, who just his belief in me was just unwavering, okay. and it has been. You know, we we, we got together, um, had a business relationship years years ago, and then we parted ways for a bit, and now we're back together again. And his belief in me has never wavered. And he's a Nigerian black man. Mm. Um, so that was important for me as well. Um, and that for me... That he was Nigerian? Like, Sorry. It was important that he was Nigerian or Niger- or black or both? <laughs> both, both. Okay, okay. He's a, he's a strong black man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a, there's a part of me that he... There's a part of... There's more reasons to why he wants to see me shine. Sure. For all the reasons that we've just spoken about. Sure. You know what I mean? And I feel like that is that is means more to me than anything because I've had a major deal before. You know, there's been opportunity to do certain things that may not be right because I, I won't have somebody in my team that is like that. Yeah, for and sure. And I think once we have that, and the, you know, we have a, um, come from an independent company called Pacific Music, but the investment is there, and we can we have the music which we feel like you know it's true to me and people resonate with and support. Then 
I'm happy, man. So what's the difference? Not It's kind of obvious, but just to break it down from your perspective of an artist, having a record deal, a label deal, record deal, label deal, and being independent, what are literally the, the, the difference is? Right. Um, obviously, advertising campaigns, marketing, all of that stuff, and all of that comes down to budget, in it. Mm. Whether it be, you know, online in people's faces or TV or whatever else. So, mm. and obviously, everyone everyone knows that there's a lot more weight and and clout that comes with being with a label, just saying that you're signed to label. But you know, also with that, sometimes you don't have that personal experience. You don't have that person in the team where you feel like it's your ride or die. Yeah. And that's not always the situation because some people have some great you know, labels and, and label heads and whatever that work with them closely. But sometimes, you know, you can feel like just one of many. You just feel like a product that is waiting its turn sure. or may wait for the turn and won't ever come round or promises and blah, blah, blah. So there's pros and cons to everything, man. And I think it's a beautiful situation if you can make the label thing work for you. And it is, we see it working for a lot of people. But um, different stages, different seasons, and God, God knows what, what, what will be to come. And I don't know if that will be a route I'll go down again, mm. if I'm meant to be or if I'm not. At this stage, I'm really happy dealing with a company who believe in me 100% and are willing to help me reach a lot further than I, I have, have done before. I understand that. I think, And there's also being independent, there's a little bit more control. You might be more stressed with knowing everything that's going on where a label can kind of take some of that stress away from you. But you saw eventually, Absolutely. if you're not watching it, and which is what happens with so many artists, you see that they've let everything, label run everything, and then turn around when it comes to getting the recoup, they're like, whoa, yeah. I, I, I didn't understand uh, all that. And it's, yeah, amazing that absolutely. it's amazing that that still happens, even after all the made-for-TV films that have told about all these broken-down groups that have always suffered and all that stuff, people still aren't learning, so... Yeah, it's just it's, it's business, isn't it? Mm. The business side of it, man. It's music business, isn't it? There's always going to be some type, some type of something in there. So do you feel like going to be? So do you feel like you're clued up about the music business? Are you like real business savvy? And did you actually? Was there any point that you had to go and study anything to do with business? Oh no, okay. no, I didn't actually. You know, I would say like I know everything. Um, I'll say like I'm experienced. Mm. There is still a lot to learn, and obviously the the, the game has changed. Oh, has even it? Even that whole streaming thing, like everybody, everybody has to take a little lesson in that because that's not how the business was. Because my mom's a singer as well. So okay. My mom asked me certain things. She used to be like, she was like signed back in the day, like, and had a couple of tracks out. But if she asked me certain things now, I'm like, Mom, I don't think I'm done. Like the industry is so different now. It's not like queuing up at H and B to go and get that one CD and then you play it for like six weeks on end. For sure. That's like click your phone, hear it, don't like it, meh, nah, on it for a week, next. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like the game is different. So yeah, it's just about kind of staying and just watching and learning and googling. <laughs> Listen, I'm telling you, Google is our friend. No endorsement, they ain't give me no money, but still, it's the truth. Google is our friend. So what? Um, it is. So your mum was obviously your biggest inspiration, or one of the biggest inspirations. Did wait? Have you ever sung? Have you ever sung with her? Done a track with her? I would never. My mum would just blow me out the water. Like, my mum got one of them voices that's like, <laughs> she's got one of them voices that's like, when she sings, like you just sit down in it, you just watch, watch her learn. She's like, if the mic, if the PA system ain't on par, that she's gonna blow the mic. She's wow. Gonna, like, my mom's What's your mum's name? What's her artist's um, name? Alicia Warren. But she only does gospel music now. Okay, wicked. I'm going to check her out. Oh, wow. So, yeah, but... But obviously you got your voice from her. Apparently I got like a percentage of it from her, but I didn't get the full... (laughs) I didn't get the full You didn't get the full whack, but your voice is pretty damn powerful. (laughs) Yeah, but, babe, do me times ten, innit? That's my mum. Wow. (laughs) 
I'd like let me know the next cons. I'd love to hear that. I love a blow. I love a blow away voice. That's the that's the you thing. You have to go to church. You have to go to church to hear that, my love. <laughs> okay, I'll get there. This heathen will try and get there. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so just a few more. So you're also in Dora Martin. How does that work when you are doing your solo stuff and you and Jermaine are off doing individual stuff? Yeah, I feel like Dora Martin goes in seasons. Mm. Like at the moment, we're both me, myself and Jermaine are working on solo projects. At the moment, it's like with our, our terminology, last time we spoke about it was like at the moment Dora Martin's on ice. It's never, it's never one of those things that I'm um, not doing this anymore because I, I love working with Jermaine and I feel like our chemistry. When it comes to music, musicianship, Absolutely. it's just so easy, effortless. Like that's my bros, key, do you know what I mean? That yeah. is my bro. We have stuff that is that people haven't even heard yet, and who knows? It might be you know a situation where you'll hear some stuff after this album, or maybe later. I'm so proud of of that that brand. That's like my other baby, and you know we I feel like we we covered a lot of ground in a short space of time that we released that EP. Yeah, and who knows what the future holds. It's just to watch that space, really. No, that's fair enough. And you guys are so brilliant when you perform. I think I came to one of your EP launch events, and yeah, the chemistry is real. You guys are really good. And it's a sh- and this is where, when I see guys like you performing, and you think that, you know, if you guys were out in the 90s... Oh, the, oh yeah, listen, listen. The levels. Aye. So it's, it's just a shame that the industry, as you say, it's changed so much. I like the way that you keep, you just keep at it. How do you keep motivated? Because it is hard to keep pushing against this invisible wall, as it were, or ceiling. Do you know what? I, I used to try and search for, for answers to that question and basically know that. And, and, I want, and I heard this one podcast, I can't remember the name's going, but the answer is about staying motivated, man. It's about being disciplined. Okay. There's certain times when I don't even want to sometimes when you might have a gig or like as I said before like you don't want to do certain things you're feeling like you're putting something out and people ain't really biting it or whatever but it's about just keep being consistent mm. and just staying on your ish and remembering why you want to do it my recent my most favourite little catchphrase at the moment is connection over numbers and I'm just really trying to get my real authentic self out there and hopefully people that dig it they dig it and if they don't then it's just not for you well, then that's fair enough and fair dues. Well, it's definitely for us. So we're championing this cherry bee all the way, all the way. <laughs> we love this. Thank you. So cool. Absolutely brilliant. I think this conversation was better than the last one. Is it? Yeah. That's There's good. A lot more, um, I feel um, better now. Got some issues, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we got more chatty chatty, more real yeah, talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's true. good. Well, thank you very much for taking your time out. Uh, Leave Me Bees out already. And what's coming yep. What's coming out on Friday? They keep talking about Friday. The video is coming out on Vivo on Friday. Okay, dokey. So we're going to check out the video. We'll put a little link up and following yeah, Miss Cherry so Bean. Yeah, good. And we're proud of you, Miss Lady. Thanks for having me. No problem. Have Thanks for speaking to me twice in a week. <laughs>